0: Hey there, friend, and welcome to the Self Love for Breakfast podcast, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, self care, and of course, self love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight. Real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today, I'm serving self-love for breakfast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Self-Love for Breakfast. I am Crystal Rose. I'm so happy you're here today. Today is is going to be an interesting one. So, I'm not sure if you've noticed, but Netflix is on a fraud kick lately. Um, If you have seen uh, Inventing Anna, the story about Anna Sorokin being Anna Delvey and stealing lots of money, Um, there is The Tinder Swindler and Bad Vegan. And then I think there's one on Hulu too called The Dropout. I haven't watched that one yet, but I've watched the other three. So I kind of want to talk about this, not so much the fraud aspect, not so much that. Um, And more specifically, I want to talk about The Tinder Swindler And bad vegan. And if you haven't watched them and don't plan on watching them, then you'll still understand what I'm saying here. (laughs) And if you haven't watched them and plan on it, like this isn't really a spoiler. I think we we all know like what's going down on these. You know, I'm not gonna give super specific details. And if you've watched them, then I'm sure you will be right here with me the whole time. But At any level, you should be able to to grasp this because I'm not really talking about those movies specifically. This kind of inspired me because I finished watching Bad Vegan last night. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! So (laughs) here's the deal: in Tinder Swindler, you know this guy um, enters these women's lives through Tinder, and you know he's very flashy, rich, what whatever. He seems to be rich. And he gets these women to give him lots and lots of money because he's like, you know, he stages all this stuff. He needs help. Oh, my enemies, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they believe him and they give him all this money. And, you know, I think at the end there's like a cumulative amount of like, I don't know, like $400,000 that all these women are out. Like there's like three women that are on the show, but like there are probably many, many more because he didn't just steal money from women. It was like friends of the family, like just a lot. Um, So there was that. And then Bad Vegan was about this incredible businesswoman who was basically taken down by this guy who, you know, he got her to give him all this money and believe all the things he was saying. And um, she ended up, you know, essentially stealing from investors and stealing from employees. So before I really dive into what I want to say on this, like, let's just be clear here. I do not condone stealing money or stealing period from anybody ever. I don't care if it's a quote unquote victimless crime. like I don't care. Um it's just you know, especially <laughs> when you're stealing massive amounts of money like this. it's like you know, no. so in in no way, shape or form am I am I condoning behavior here. so like let's just get that straight but and <laughs> i want to talk about manipulation i think that that's probably the most important thing that i've taken away from this is is manipulation i'm seeing a lot of comments about these documentaries um that oh my gosh those women were so stupid like oh what an idiot blah 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 right um or you know oh they were just gold diggers and that's what they get for being a gold digger like there's some mean ass people out there that like to make themselves feel better by like putting other people down let's just say that so i've been seeing a lot of that and that has not been my experience in watching this either of these films um films <laughs> whatsoever and i'll tell you why because manipulation gaslighting Um, this kind of relationship can really alter your reality and no one can possibly understand unless they have either been through it or are currently in it. So I'm gonna tell you a little story. Um, and like, if you, if you have followed other things that I've written, I mean, I don't talk about this situation a ton, um, but I did, I have written about it in the past um, I used to be with a man who is incredibly controlling, and I did not know he was incredibly controlling. It's not like I walked into this relationship and was like, "Oh yay, he's controlling and mean sometimes and, you know, going to isolate me from everyone I love." <laughs> you know, like that's not how you go into it. A lot of these men do something that's called love bombing, and it's done in a way where they know the exact right things to say they know exactly what you're needing and they move very quickly. And when you have been out there, um, especially like in the dating world and you've been unsuccessful in dating or you've dated, you know, you've met these guys who are kind of jerks or non-committal, or like, you know, there's just always something. And then you meet a guy who just is like enamored by you, who just can't get enough of you who always has the right thing to say and you just feel so good whenever you're around him, it like, it just, you fall in. You just fall in because you're like, oh my God, this is what I've been wanting. This is what I've been needing. This I didn't even know this is what it was, but here it is. It's here. And it starts to kind of like fill those little gaps you have in yourself, right? Like if there are any little holes and and gaps that you have in your self-esteem or your, you know, your self-worth, like it fills those holes. And while, you know, ultimately, of course, we're not looking for people to complete us, but when you feel that, when you feel like those holes have been filled, it feels like you never want it to stop. (laughs) You always want to feel like this. And the fact that someone else can make you feel like this, who can bring you to feeling like this, it's just like, It's indescribable, the feeling. So I got myself into something like that. Um, He just, he wasn't even attractive. Like, it's the funniest part. (laughs) People have looked at him and like, oh, you know, but he's just not an attractive guy. I mean, I was attracted to him um, because of the way that he initially treated me and how he seemed to be vulnerable with me at times. You know, he seemed to open up and, and share things with me. And it was it was very easy to fall in love with him, and it happened very, very quickly. Now, when someone is trying to control you, and this happens on big scales, you guys, like I hate to say it, but like this can happen. this happens with governments, this happens with regimes, this happens with cults. Like this is how you get someone to do everything you want, is you start very, very small. You start with a small ask, something that you're like, well, well, that would be dumb if I didn't do it. Like, why wouldn't I do that? Of course, like I can do that. That's easy. Sure. And one of the first asks he asked me was, you know, I was a Miller Lite girl at the time. I was running around doing alcohol promotions. So I was out at night, you know, wearing cute outfits, whatever. And he was like, you know, your your Miller Lite skirt is is a little short. Do you think you could wear shorts underneath it? And I was like... I mean, sure. You know, it's not like I want people to see my whole ass. It's not like that's what I'm looking for. I mean, and if it would make you feel more comfortable, like I didn't really see a problem with that. You know, he wasn't like, Hey, you need to get in a uniform. I hate that. Or like, it's, you know, you look like a slut. He was just like, Hey, like, you know, I just, I feel like, you know, if you bend over and I just kind of, you know, and I'm like, Why would I want to make this guy uncomfortable? Of course not. Like, I want him to feel as good as possible. I want him to be as comfortable as possible, Um, you know, especially because I am doing a job that has me out in bars and, you know, sometimes guys are gross. (laughs) Like, you know. So I'm like, sure, of course. And over time, those asks got bigger and bigger. They went from being requests, you know, to suggestions, to demands. So in the very beginning where it was like, hey, can you wear shorts under that, you know, near the end, it was like, you're not fucking wearing that. Go change. And, and you have to understand the psychological <laughs> damage that is done in between the first and that, and those like final, you know, that final transition into you're not wearing that it's not like it doesn't just leap there. It's very gradual. It's very, you know, and and through this process they begin to chip away at your self-esteem and your self-worth. And if you guys actually want to go back to episode 50, I talk about like 9 flags, nine nine red flags of like a controlling man. Okay. So this man, he became very controlling and he used, um you know, he would use sex as a way to chip away at my self-esteem. So he wouldn't have sex with me for like a month, you know, or months. And a sure, oh no, 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 it's not you. I just don't, you know. And, uh, but like, there was nothing I could do. I would try to um, you know, dress sexy to turn him on or like wear lingerie or like, you know, do whatever. And he was just like not into it. And I felt so ugly, you know, like I just felt so unlovable, so unwanted. Um, but because things had been so amazing in the beginning and that's how these guys get you. They start out with this amazing, amazing, like the, the first couple of months, you know, are like absolute magic. So as things begin to deteriorate, it's almost like you are paddling like furiously to get back to that person and that time. And, and the thing, the kicker is that they make you believe, like you be, over time you begin to believe that it's you. You're the reason why things aren't amazing anymore. If you could just stop making mistakes and stop being stupid and stop doing dumb things and stop upsetting him, then everything would be amazing. It would be like it used to be, which is impossible. It's absolutely impossible because in this specific scenario, that man was never that man he was in the beginning at all. It was a lie. It was fake. It was a persona. It was what he thought he needed to put on in order to get you. And that's what's happening in these documentaries, right? Like these men are coming through, like the tender swindler, right? He comes through and love bombs the hell out of these women, you know, makes him feel so special. And like these women are looking at him like, this guy is loaded and can have anyone he wants. Like, wow, he wants me? You know, there's like a self-esteem thing going on there. They're like, wow, this is amazing. Like he wants me? And because, you know, he's obviously using other people's money to fund his extravagant lifestyle, they don't know that. They think he's absolutely loaded. So when he asks for money and like, hey, you know, I'll get it back to you. They're like, okay, because they're like not worried that it's not going to come back. They're just like, okay, well, of course he ha- he's good for it. You know, like it's like the perfect scam almost and, like, while I don't think these women are stupid, okay, I, I, I wasn't stupid. I'm not stupid. Um, but I, you know, I did this for free. <laughs> I was saying that last night to my husband. I was like, wow, I got um, this manipulation and control and all of that. I mean, for free. Like, wow, I really made out. They, they don't know what they're, they're missing. They really could have just gotten all this for free, <laughs> not have to pay it. Right. Um, but yeah, it's a bad joke. So So, you know, these women weren't stupid. They're not idiots, they're not gold diggers. Like, I mean you can tell just by like watching them talk about like this relationship. Like they they were like wow. You know, it wasn't like they were like, yeah, I need someone to fund my lifestyle and buy my Fendi and my Gucci. Like, it wasn't like that. They were just like, whoa, like this guy is spending all this money on me. It's amazing. It's crazy. It's like, wow, like this, I never thought this would happen to me. You know, it's like almost like this, like alternate reality shows up and you're just like, wow, I didn't even know that this was a possibility. And it's pretty cool. So that's what I got from them, you know? But of course, you know, there may have been some gaps in their self-esteem and in their self-worth. And maybe they'd never seen anything like this before. You know, there are some women who repeat patterns and like they'll be love bombed and can end up in a controlling relationship and it's horrible and it becomes abusive. And then they do it again, like, um, because, you know, there's something inside of them they need to like work through in order to not attract those types of men, you know, and, and I'm not blaming them for, you know, attract but they, it is, it's, it's, you attract what you will accept. And at that time, I absolutely would accept what I got. I did. Um, I pulled that in, and there are a lot of women out there that are complaining. They're only getting one type of guy, or like, oh, I, I only, you know, get attract fuck boys, or like, oh, mama's boys, or guys that are like this, or guys that are like that, and it's like, no, 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 <laughs> like we need to hold up a mirror. We need to have a mirror moment because there is something in you that is attracting this particular type of man, that's not the only man that's out there. You're not just like happen to be in a pocket of all men that are exactly like that. Like we have to take responsibility for ourselves. We are attracting in that person and choosing that person. Like maybe we're attracting a bunch of people, but we zone in and and, and zero in on the person who is exactly wrong for us or exactly the kind of person that we have been getting, you know, that's what I did when, before I met this man, I was attracting the same time. I was attracting my mother, essentially. I was attracting a passive aggressive, um, you know, weak kind of man um, that I was not, you know, like I, I would get into these relationships with, but I wasn't, it wasn't doing it for me, you know. Um and I, but I really couldn't figure out why. And then when I swung, the pendulum swung in the opposite direction to this controlling sociopathic bordering on abusive. Well, he became abusive, you know, man, like it's, there was a reason for that. I attracted that. I called that in. <laughs> we don't like to admit that. And it's not victim blaming. It's, it's taking responsibility, right? We have to take a responsibility for what we're calling in, but We are not. It's not our fault the way that this men treat us. It's not our fault, you know, when we are abused. That's not our fault. We don't have responsibility for that. The only responsibility that we need to take is like discernment and who are we calling into our lives? And that includes friendships. That includes like business associates, partners, whatever. Like who are we calling into our world? And if it's people who are less than ideal, like there's something inside of us that we can absolutely work on and work through and clear so that shit doesn't happen anymore. Uh, I have a lot of experience with that. <laughs> so, you know, I realized that this particular man, I know, why he, I know why he was the way that he was. And I knew it then vaguely, but now after doing all this coaching and all of this work, internal work on myself, I know and I understand it. You know, he had a brother, they're twins, they're fraternal twins, they don't look alike. And his mother um, was a drug addict and she would leave all the time. You know, mommy will be back, mommy will be back. And just would like leave for like days and days on end. Um, And eventually she died. And so he, as a child, must have felt so completely out of control, right? Here was a woman he loved deeply, his mother, who was never around for him, and he couldn't control her. He couldn't keep her with him. And because of that, he took the blame, right? He took that because of the, he couldn't keep her safe, he couldn't keep her with him, she died. She left him forever. She left him forever. And so he took this abandonment, and then in all of his relationships, he treated the women, he treated me like he had to control every element of my life so I couldn't leave him. He had to control who I was as a person. He had to break down my self-esteem because he loved me and needed to keep me with him. It's fucked up. (laughs) But I understand it so deeply now that he was so afraid of being left alone. He was so afraid... of of losing again in the way that he had lost his mother or having it feel like in the way that he had lost his mother that he had to control everyone around him. And that's what he did to me. It's not right. It's not okay. That's on him. But I get it. And honestly, like today, and I never in a million years thought I would ever say this about him. But I have so much compassion for that little boy. I have so much compassion for him, and I honestly hope this is something that he has worked on and worked through. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I doubt it, but I hope so. I really hope so. So getting into these situations, you know, this, this bad vegan, this woman, here she was with a guy who just altered her reality, like. I mean and it seems absolutely crazy like you're watching this and you're like how could you possibly believe all of the shit he was telling you like what right like it seems so outrageous and so far-fetched but I'm sitting here watching it through this different lens by being like wow like I like I can't imagine believing any of that but at the same time I know what I went through and I know how easy it is to get sucked in by someone and you will literally listen to everything and anything that they say and believe anything they say. So I think perhaps that could have definitely happened with her. You know, like it seems really crazy, I'm sure, for her to like look back and be like, oh my God, like how did I fall for this? You know, retrospect. Retrospect and people watching it being like, what an idiot. How could she, like, that's so stupid. Like, that's crazy. Like, how does she not just, you know? (laughs) But there's so much buildup to get there. You don't just like, like, a guy doesn't just show up in your life and be like, hey, um, my enemies are after me. Can you give me $30,000? Like, uh, be like, no, what? No, like, I don't have 30. What are you talking about? Like, that is not a thing. But It's the manipulation process, okay? And the manipulation happens on the front end and it's very, very sneaky. It's not something you will notice if you've never really dealt with it before or if you're not like very self-aware. Like I'm at the point now where like you cannot. You no one, no one can get in in that way again, right? Even after that relationship. I didn't know what red flags looked like. I had no idea (laughs) because I'd never seen them before, not in that way. And so I missed a lot of them. And then, you know, of course there were things that in my gut like didn't feel right, but I just ignored it because I was like, no, I'm loved. I'm finally loved again. You know, like it had been a really long time since I felt the way that I felt with him, like safe and protected and and loved, you know, and loved, like I loved him more than he loved me almost, which was like never the case. It was like, I always felt like the other guy like loved me more than I loved them. And so I always felt like, meh, you know, like it was shitty, but it was how I felt. So, you know, first comes the manipulation and then comes the gaslighting. And the gaslighting is really, really, really what um, alters the reality because you start to question yourself. You start to question your reality. It They lead you into that, you know, like you'll remember what happened perfectly. You will verbalize it and they'll be like, that's not what happened. And then they'll tell you a completely different version of what happened. And so you're like, wait. (laughs) And they're like, no, you're wrong. And they will be adamant about it and yell at you and kind of make you feel like shit. And so it's like, Maybe they're right. Like maybe I was a little harsh in that moment, or maybe I did do blah, 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 right? And so you you start to like not really know what's real anymore because you have this person who you love and who like you've trusted enough to let into your world and they are telling you something that is opposite of what you thought. And so now you start to question yourself, right? And, and it's in the questioning of yourself where things start to erode, You question your reality, you question am I right, am I wrong? did I did I miss something? And we're not really questioning them because they one, they are because they, they start to get a little scary, right? They like yell at you, they put you down, they make you feel bad. And because we've gone through all of this, we feel like, here I messed up again. They're yelling at me because I messed up again. Oh, I'm so stupid. You know, I can't even tell you how many times I was told I was stupid. (laughs) I'm fucking brilliant, you guys. Like, I am a really smart person, not just book smart. Like, I could in college and high school, I could ace any test. Like, I was really, really good at that. But also when it comes to being creative and coming up with amazing solutions, like I'm really smart. Very smart. And this person had me believing that I was so stupid, that I say stupid things, that I do stupid things, that I make stupid decisions. I am stupid. I really believe, I was like, wow, I am stupid. (laughs) I went and got um, on medication, I went to my doctor because I was like having a hard time paying attention. And this is like, I had ADHD before it was cool, you guys, like now everyone's talking about it and it's, you know, everyone's like, yeah, me too, me too, cool. Um, This was like 13 years ago, 14 years ago. I was like, do I have early Alzheimer's? Like, why can't I pay attention? Like, I feel like I'm, you know, I forget things all the time. Like, I thought I was just forgetting stuff. So I went to my doctor and he gave me a memory test and I I aced it. And he's like, well, it's not your memory. And I'm like, well, am I just not paying attention? And he's like, bingo. And I was like, what? (laughs) And so he, you know, tested me for ADHD and was like, yep, that, you know, and so prescribing me medication and all that. And I was like, wow, here I was thinking that I just, you know, my brain wasn't working or I forgot things when really I was just, you know, distracted, I guess. <laughs> ADHD, yay. So I like went through all of that for him because I I felt like, oh my God, I need to get my shit together. I need to get all my game here. I keep messing up. Like he's not going to love me or he's, you know, I we're never going to get back to how it used to be if I can't like get it together. And so you spend your time like in this like hamster wheel kind of cycle, really believing that this person loves you and that like, if only you could just like behave and if only you would stop doing the stupid things you were doing, like you guys would be happy again. And it would be like the way it always was, the way it was in the beginning. And they show you glimpses of that person now and then too. It's not like it's like a complete desert, right? Like, there would be times where I would just be fed up and I'd be like, I, gotta, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. And then he would swoop in and like just, it's like he knew, it's like he could sense when I was like starting to like come back to reality and be like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> you know? And then he would just come in and say all the things and do all the things and make me feel like I had felt in the beginning. And then I would be like, okay, I can, I can hang on. I can hang on a little bit longer. So, you know, it's hard to have this sort of compassion I think for these women when we're seeing a docu-series, right? Or like a little documentary. Like we're not getting the months and months and months of erosion that these women experience. We're not getting the love bombing. We're not getting the manipulation. We're not getting the gaslighting. We're not getting to see all of it. We see a little bit of it and we're like, oh, how could he? How could she let him talk to her like that?" right? Like, "Well, <laughs> He's been doing it for a long, long time. And that's how, you know, women end up being abused because they it doesn't start out, you know, we're not on the first date and the guy just hits her. That's not how it works. And the lack of compassion and the lack of empathy for women who go through this is absolutely infuriating. It is infuriating because they got tricked. They were sold something else. It did not start that way. You know, the first time he put his hands on me, it was like grabbed my hair and turned my head to look at him. That's not something to be, you know, that you would think like, oh, I gotta, that's it. I'm out. (laughs) It's very subtle it was painful, um, but it hurt me more that he would do that to me than it, the actual pain itself. And things like that progressed, grabbing, pinching, subtle bruises that like no one else could really see, you know, from like gripping my body so hard when he was mad. You know, I have no doubt it would have progressed even worse. Over time. And that was just starting. And it was, we were in, we were in pretty deep. It was over a year, a year and a half. When he started um regularly putting his hands on me, you know? And it was something I had accepted so many things up until that point. Like, you have to understand when you've accepted and allowed and said yes and okay and sure and fine. And it's not a big deal. And sure, okay, I got it. Sure. Yep. Okay. Uh Uh-huh, I'll do it. When it gets to the point where you're like, you're doing things that you never thought you'd do before, ever. Never in in this lifetime you thought that you would be that kind of person or accepting things you ever thought you would before. I never thought I would ever accept a man putting his hands on me, but I did. And the only reason why I got out is because he broke up with me. And I knew, I knew if I didn't get as far away as humanly possible from him, um, that in a couple of weeks when he decided he wanted me back, he would get me back. And I wouldn't be able to do much about it. I would say yes, because I, I was weak at the time. But there was that little sparkle of, I don't deserve this, deep, 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 deep down inside of me. And when it was like, you've got to go. You've got to go home. you got to get out of here. It was like, okay. I listened to that sparkle. Because I knew that's what I needed. I needed to get away. Not everyone is so fortunate to have an out like that. I had the out. I took it. Because a year and a half with him felt like an eight-year prison sentence. It felt like the longest relationship I'd ever had. I've been with my husband for a little over 10 years and it feels like, um, sometimes it feels like 10 minutes and sometimes it feels like a lifetime, but neither feels bad. So I just wanted to, you know, take time to really shed light on manipulation and manipulation in relationships and what that looks like. And, and you know, of course this can happen the reverse. Of course this can happen. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> but, you know, yes, we know women can manipulate and gaslight men. We know this. Yes, it can. Um, but let's be real about this. When it comes to domestic violence and domestic abuse, women experience it far more than men. And you can say, well, not all men report it. Well, guess what? Not all women do either. Okay. So these women on these documentaries are not stupid. They're not idiots. They're not gold diggers. They are just women who wanted to believe that this man was it for them. They wanted to believe that this man loved them. And was something special. And so they gave him everything. And they are paying for it. Literally, um, financially and also emotionally and socially. My God, I can't even imagine having a microscope on me when I was going through all that. So yeah, be kind, be compassionate, have some empathy. If you can't understand it yourself, understand that this happens. It's a phenomenon. This is not. It's not by choice. <laughs> it happens very slowly, and it happens uh, in more ways, and not just in relationships, and than you believe, than you know. So, oh, <sighs> ah, my goodness, you guys, that was a that was a big one. <laughs> But yeah, I really just wanted to bring that to light. I wanted to talk about it. Um, and yeah, if you guys ever you know want to add your input, uh, I'd love to hear from you and drop in my DMs. I don't share things if you don't want me to, or I'll keep you anonymous. Like I don't need to do that. Um, and just so you know, like as far as my coaching is concerned, I am opening up my pendulum program four times a year now instead of just twice a year. I've decided that, um, one, I just, oh my gosh, I love group coaching. It's so good. It's so good. Um, But I decided that, you know, like there needs to be more opportunity to work with me. um, And one-on-one is not always feasible for people. So that's happening. Um, Slide into my dams at Excel Rose. You know, let me know all the things. And if you guys haven't checked out Breathwork Bestie yet, that is my sister podcast. It's my other podcast. Um, And it's just all breathwork meditation. So if there's a way that you want to feel or, you know, a mantra that you want to kind of soak in and you want to do some breathwork, go check it out. Um, I have some amazing friends that are also facilitators that are guests on it. And they're incredible. My gosh, they blow me away. Um, so go check it out, check out all the things, find me on Instagram, talk to me on Facebook, all of that. I love you guys so much. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye for now. If this episode hit with you please go out there and share it. Share it in your Instagram stories, send it to a friend who might need it, or even just drop in my DMs on Instagram at Excel Rose. And let me know what you think. I love hearing from you guys. Thanks for listening.